Hola, 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 señoritas and señores. It's me, Samo. Clickety clack, clack, clack. There's hissing. There are cats not happy with each Well, one's particularly not happy with one. Uh, and then the dog takes off and she keeps clickety clacking through the house. I think what you're trying to say is it's a madhouse! It's just a house that's definitely overrun by animals. By Welcome to. Beautiful, pretty, pretty animals. Go ahead. Sweethearts. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam, who's enjoying his gragglier voice because he's Graggling. been screaming into a microphone the past. Two Tuesdays and one Thursday, so now I got this nice radio voice. I'm, you looking at Jan Terry? I am so. <laughs> so there's I caught you peeking. Uh, there's this documentary that was premiered at some local Chicago film festival recently, and Jan Terry had some extra. Signed autographs, and she posted on Instagram that uh, if anyone wanted them, go to her GeoCities webpage or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I don't remember. GeoCities. Do, do you ever hear people that call it like GeoCities? No. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think so. I think people were maybe a little smarter than that that I talked to. Um, what? But uh, I got myself a. I know the people you talk to. I don't really talk to that many people, and they're, they're all, the same people I. Talk they're usually to. Uh, assholes. Uh, welcome again to Couple of Critics Podcast. <laughs> um, it's not just us; it's also Jan Terry. I did get this signed picture. I bought a frame for it, and it is set up like a third person is doing the podcast with us. I wish you could see it. Uh, the animals. <laughs> well, something is, is going down tonight. <sighs> It's, what if we go in there and they're in, my, in the bedroom and there's blood everywhere on the walls? It's on just the bed. because Oliver sneezed everywhere and his <laughs> sinuses are bleeding. That fucking prick. He's got a special talent of coming up right next to my face and being like, I'm cute, I'm cute. He does the same thing. I think it's just because he uh, smells you. He's excited and, and he's, he's breathing in a bunch. So I also think he's just allergic to everything. It's weird. It sucks. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him too. But he also let's smash him with I a hammer. I think because when he sneezes and goes on sneezing rampages, he is like blowing out. So he he will just like shoot snot rockets. Oh yeah, his little cubby that he's got he in the bedroom. Head. The walls are just coated in cat boogers. That's disgusting. It's fucking gross. And I just realized I can now get away with putting my boogers in there and be like, that's the cat. <laughs> I'm not going to, though, because then I got to pull that finger up and I had potentially just wiped a booger on an old cat booger and I'm going to put that in my nose. And in your no, mouth. No, thanks. Uh, so, I don't eat boogers. I'm not my brother. So it's the three of us here and we are continuing. The three of us. Uh, the four. Half of the night crew's in the house. Well, one of them is badgering Oliver, the rock and roll cat <laughs> right now. So we're, I don't think we're going to see him for a little bit. He's having too much fun being a pest. Um it's just Wayne's style. But we are here with half of the night crew and Jan Terry. And we are going to talk about an album that I have referred to with as the wrong title until today when I found out what it was actually called. Oh, that it's just called 2001? That it's just 2001. <laughs> but I have also, every time I have searched for it, I have Dr. Dre's 2001. I have... 
searched the Chronic 2001 and it comes up. Of course, people refer, it's referred to, to it as the Chronic as the 2001. Chronic. And he wanted to call it that, but Suge Knight did a thing because he wasn't sure if he was going to do the Chronic 2000 or 2001. And then Suge Knight put out this fucking the Chronic 2000 whatever. So then he wasn't able to do it. And then there was lawsuits threatened. A mixed compilation. Just I did that research. Suge had fucking beef and found out that Dre... Dre Wanted to use the chronic thing, and uh, Death Row owned that whole deal. And then he was like, fuck Dre. And he made his own chronic 2000. But Dre took him to court, and they were going to use it. But I think a very smart move to change, because fuck Suge Knight. I say that safely from my chair while he's in prison. (laughs) And the album cover is just a simple black cover, which I appreciate the simplicity of it. There's not a whole lot to it. Spinal tap, baby. But it is a there's a pot leaf and then it says 2001. So I think that's another reason why I've always just been like, yeah, it's the chronic. But also to find out that there was supposed to be the chronic two in 1995. Yeah. But then that didn't. I'm glad it didn't. Happening it gives and... him like a more of an uh, aura around him where he only puts out like so much. Yeah, he's only put out three albums yeah. throughout his entire career. And I don't know anything from that other one. I don't think so. The Compton? third one? Compton. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to actually play a song later. Okay, cool. But let's get into this because this album, even though it's called, it says here on the grand old Wikipedia it is 2000, also referred to as the Chron- or I'm sorry, 2001, also referred to as the Chronic 2001 or the Chronic 2, which I've never heard of. That's what I always call it. The Chronic 2? All the time. <clears throat> but it was actually released November 16th, 1999. And yeah, Suge did that uh, and I think it was May of 1999 when he released that Chronic 2000. So it just fucked everything up like right before he was also going to put that out. So. It was like the day after he beat the shit out of Easy in the studio. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's known to be a good that guy. That timeline's way off and not real. Anyway. So there are going to be some skits that I may or may not play all the way through because okay. this album is long. Yeah. And, and I don't like skits. When there's we're some to talk. unnecessary stuff. Yeah. So we'll start this with Lolo. It features uh, Exhibit and Trey D. But the it's fuck not is much. Trey D. Well, it's just some people chatting, but I will actually let this play because it's only 42 seconds. Well, in, it's the intro to the album. Into the Watcher. Which was actually a single release, but only in France. Why does France get a single? I don't know. I don't know why you got, <laughs> I didn't know got France this extra single. Real big into gangster rap. But there were only three singles from this album. And uh, for me, I want to give a little bit of my history with this. Right off the bat? Right off the bat. Right off the batterini. So I said the last episode that I... God damn it, I fuck, I love this album. And there are some songs that I don't love, but the songs that are good to me are phenomenal. This is phenomenal to me. Uh, I love this. I think it's great. And I definitely got into this because we had MTV at the time when this album came out. And this would have been an album that I, I did own. I owned first before the first Chronic, I loved this and then went back and bought the the Chronic. You did your history lesson. <laughs> yes. Uh, what what grade are we in when this is out? We are in uh, eighth? eighth grade. Okay. Yes. I gotta put myself 
in places. So like Eminem has already had an album out, right? Uh, yeah, his first album did come out. Okay. And Dre did that. Yes. And that's the one with Ticka Ticka Slim Shady, right? Yeah. That's like how I remember Eminem busting out. Yeah. Okay. Well, carry on with your story, or is that the? Um, I mean, that's that's the the chunk of it, and I forgot that. Do you remember I, where you bought it? Did you do it like an order online or catalog? It dealio? probably would have been something like that, because I wouldn't have been able to get it. I would get eleven really, CDs for one penny, and one of them is the Chronic 2001. I was a member and paid money, paid too much money to have <laughs> to like CDs BMG shipped to me, Club. to have them actually like shipped through the mail to me. Yeah, it'd be like twenty five bucks, but then I'd get. It's exciting though. But then I'd also get coupons to get CDs for like six bucks that yeah. I could just use. So and I mean, the it, original one, didn't you get like eleven for literally like a dollar or something. No, you had to pay shipping and handling, so it ended up being a bit more than that. Still, I've got Enema. I well, I had Enema of the State just because of that, mm. and I got to hear well, he who shall not be named get his ass beat through a door because he was scamming one of those things. So I was under the impression because I I'm not trying to branch you out to different artists, y'all. But when you had done the original, the, the Chronic, I had said that I if you do that I'm gonna choose this. Yeah, which is a new era or a new thing in this podcast. The first time this has ever happened. We have never done two weeks back to back same artist. And for whoever didn't like the Chronic was like. <laughs> so I think that people who are more our age might be a little more familiar with this. Yes. I think a lot of people are familiar with this and then maybe realize that they loved like Nuzba G thing and yep. stuff like that. I don't think I was the only person around my age who got into this and loved it. I feel like a lot of people who no, went to school this loved is, this and then went back. This is your time. You're at the age that you're soaking in new things. You have your own stuff. Especially you by now. You're already you already know what music you like. So I'm, you're like and you're already yeah. steeped in music. This is the age when people are like getting into music. So if you're already into it, of course you're gonna get this. This for me at the time I know would have been like the enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the connotation I have over a lot of this like era hip hop. Like for me it's I'm starting to listen to like fast heavy stuff and I'm like you guys don't know what good music is. You don't know what it is. But, and I say that because, you know, it's a dumb way to act now. But they were doing that to me, too. So, uh, so there, I think it's interesting that Eminem is someone who, uh, I guess, helped pull Dre. At least I saw in one of the documentaries Aww. that he helped kind of pull Dre out of his stale a uh, time where he wasn't really creating and working and doing anything, and then Give he was reality slap. And he was introduced to Eminem uh, to his music, and then listened to it because so I can't remember who it was, but someone gave him an album and said that they had heard him. Pretty sure it was somewhere. the insane clown posse. Nope, and <laughs> he and I guess like that night or whatever, Dre reached out to Eminem or someone and was just like, you know, he reached out to that guy and was like, get him here tomorrow sort of thing. I've, uh, so I've been seeing a lot of YouTube, like, shorts of Dre talking, you know? And there's a lot, or people talking about working with Dre. And a lot of them are like, Dre contacts me and he's like, man, studio tomorrow morning, be there. And just like, hangs up. And like, doesn't fuck around. And then like, when he decides to work with you, he like, you like, get a beeper. 
at least at that time. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, you need to be in the studio, you're just like, beep, beep, beep. And you're like, fuck, all right, I got to go. Dre needs me in the studio. <laughs> Which at this time, he made the chronic. He made straight out of Compton. And people were talking about how he fell off and he couldn't do it anymore. I didn't know people were saying that. I don't either, but that and seems were they? to be what he thinks people in the streets were saying. Well, I think because he hadn't put music out and people, uh, it had been chunks of time that had gone by and they're just like, yeah. maybe he just doesn't have it anymore because he's not he's putting a... anything out. And then there was an album that came out in 1995, but it was just like a collab album and mm. he had a track on it but and people i guess kind of liked it but they didn't love it but he did the eminem thing but he did the eminem thing was like a year later so he he just felt like he was in like a stale place a year or two later are people still talking shit about dre when he's like producing eminem no bringing him out with the first album no okay no people he eminem and dre helped each other see so while they're mentioning a disrespect in the streets, you think there's a respect that has gotten again by this album? Or am I asking a very dumb question? I would say yes, but I think him helping, because Eminem's first album came out, I think that his participation was already putting him back on the map. Yeah. I remember... being behind Eminem. I remember seeing those videos and, be, and thinking, to me... It gave Eminem clout that Dr. Dre was there. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought the opposite. But I also remember and have a very, like... That's why I think they helped each other. Yeah. But clear vision of Dre and, like, those old videos originally. And, like, he was an OG. Even for me, he wasn't into it. So after this album came out, they had an Up and Smoke tour that I uh, also watched some of. But I could I could only take the sound for so long, so I had to stop uh. watching it. Um, and he talked about how he was like, I'm not really made for this tour shit. Like I don't tour. I'm a producer. I'm in yeah. the studio. I'm home. Like, <laughs> like this is just, I, I think kind of expressing like, like I like this, but it's not who I am. Yeah. I am. This a- isn't going to be all the time. Yeah. This is special. Pretty much. You better see this tour now. Cause I don't know if it's happening again. So I, uh, want to play, a, a bit of a track. I know we have a lot of songs to get through here, but, yeah, in, uh, in my opinion, not shared at all on any of the music so far. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well let's, so, uh, I didn't realize that Jay-Z was brought in to help write, on this album, Eminem did a lot of writing on this album. Yeah, um, the DOC did writing of on course. this album, um, but uh, the Jay Z part surprised me. But I, I guess he did the Watcher too, like a year or two later, which does feature oh, really? Dr. Dre, Rakim, and Truth Hurts. Rakim, huh? Rakim. So I'm What's curious. That same. Chia. Watch. They talk about nickels an awful lot, don't they? Watch. Things just ain't the same for gangsters, but I'm a little too famous to shoot these pranksters. Holding these rap singers claiming they bangers, doing all sorts of twisted shit with their fingers. I also watched a video about how a couple videos about how some people just were really upset when Jay-Z was named as being the number one rapper of all time. And then people talking about how, <clears throat> once again, that like Jay Z and Beyonce have sacrificed people. 
<laughs> to get ahead. And uh, and I guess 50 Cent talks out against him a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. There are multiple videos of 50 Cent talking shit about Jay-Z and how he doesn't like him. Interesting. I wonder what the beef is. I'll find that out on my own time. Well, then there are people who say that Jay-Z also was associated with Tupac and Tupac died. And then he was associated with what's his face and like Puff Daddy no with uh, Biggie and then just all these people over time who have whatever and then supposedly he had Aaliyah killed for Beyonce to further her career and just different shit so murderous murderous (laughs) so yeah I don't I'm waiting for some chorus here but this is this is taking its time it's already taking its toll it's uh it's Um, fine I prefer the Dre version. Oh yeah, the original is definitely way way better. I just even though I fucking hate it. All right, let's go. uh, Let's get into the next song. It's called "Fuck You." No, 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 fuck you. Featuring Devin the Dude and Snoop Dogg. Fuck both of these people. So the G Funk era is over. However, it does feel in some. Sometimes it feels like it's totally different, and sometimes it feels kind of like an extension. Yeah. This feels like more of an extension of that to me. This is a total me. extension. I lied. I don't fucking hate it. I didn't think that you did. I don't know what you, what your the opinion first, is. The first track is a banger, goddammit. The Watcher? Uh, yeah, I've gotten over that not being... Like, the hi-hats aren't bothering me so much anymore. I'm listening to the actual, like, bass lines more. Uh, and I like this groove. Uh... There's some people on here that I like sometimes, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think their rhymes are a little lazy. Yeah. And like this guy, I like the tone of his voice, but sometimes some of his verses, I'm just like, I don't know. You just said like bitches four times in a row, and I know you like changed the middle word that rhymed, but like, it just still sounds lazy to me. It might not be technically lazy. But it just makes me, it gives me a lazy feeling. Yeah. But he's also got a lazy voice, so it adds on to that. He's got kind of a mush mouth. But this is good. You got a husband who loves you. Don't need you all There's so many hooks on here that get stuck in your head. And that are horribly offensive as well. Oh, yeah. You gotta love your husband. I love this. You need gotta to give him your quality, quality time. <laughs> I'm so glad that this album has at least, in I think, some tracks. I assumed you would like some of it because I think some of it is just undeniably good. If you're if you're open to music like this at all, I should say. Because um, you could just not be into this at all, and that's also fine. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You must be miserable. Um, <laughs> that line is so disgusting. Disgusting. Just show him the trick where you can make him smoke a cancer stick. So disgusting. I guess that this album was controversial for the subject matter. That it was seen as being very good, but also incredibly misogynistic. But ex- but the lyrics are uh, extremely questionable. I mean, and disrespectful. Oh, and Snoop. He has grown in, Remember I said on The Chronic How he's like He's working towards his like Yeah mm-hmm. But he's not quite the extreme He's fucking there on this album And it is delightful uh-huh. <laughs> It's so creamy When he raps you're just like 
Shut the fuck up. It looks Snoop's off. And I'm jealous that I haven't seen Snoop in concert yet, which needs to happen. Seeing Snoop? Fuck yeah. I would love to see Snoop. I have a bunch of friends who have seen Snoop. They say he like always comes out and is like comes out and like puts his blunt on a tray and then starts <laughs> going out and rapping and like I can't remember who saw him but they said like they had a big dog house was oh, nice. the set and he just came out of this big like animated dog house but once again put a blunt on a tray I'm gonna let this play into the next song go ahead this because this it just, just flows grooves so into the next stuff just like the original one still DRE so there is something that I found out about this that shocked the hell out of me so this was supposed to be a big song. I mean, he's still Dre. People say, I mean, he says, haters say I fell off how my last album was The Chronic in this. Yeah. This song was mostly written by someone from the other side of the country where they were like, the person who wrote at like an East Coast anthem for a lot of people is from, or I'm sorry, the West Coast is from the East Coast. Jay-Z wrote this song, yeah. which is crazy to me. I did yeah. not know that until today. I heard a story, or I saw them talking about how Jay-Z's people got a hold of Dr. Dre's people, and they were like, just send me a bunch of tracks. And then he chose this. So apparently Dre, even though like he wasn't like releasing stuff, Dre said the... Like in the last 20 years at whatever video I saw him talking about it, the longest he'd gone without being in the studio working on shit is like two weeks. Yeah. So like he was working on stuff, so he must have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tracks just to throw people. Snoop sounds fucking great on this song. On that, Tim, those logos, girl. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite parts. Hitting them corners in the logos, girl. <laughs> it's so smooth. So it's so fucking This smooth. was the lead single for this, this album. I thought that wasn't the case. I thought they released... Oh, wait. This is still Dre, right? This is still Dre. Okay, yeah. Still D-R-E, technically. Sorry, I was thinking uh, of the next uh, next episode. That was going to originally be the first single for this, and then the producer was like, it's not good enough. So, and did you happen to... I don't know what you've watched, but I did in one of the documentary things that I watched... Is it that little nine-minute one where he's sitting with a white dude on a couch? No, I didn't watch that. It okay. was like an hour long. <laughs> oh, fuck. I played it earlier when I was working. Okay. And uh, they actually recorded a next episode, too, in like 93 or 94 and recorded it, but they knew it wasn't good enough to really do anything with. But they played a clip of it in this video. Like someone was able to find it and it exists, but it, it's not like streamable or anything. You should find it on YouTube, right? That's where I watched the video. But I mean, we could probably look up that. I don't know if original if, next episode because I know there's like a leak. It may of have been taken down. I don't know. Imagine, I can't imagine having albums scrapped with the amount I don't get done. I like release. If it's if I got it done, it's released. It could be complete trash, but I got it done, so it's released. He's got so much shit, he's like, different. he's like, you know what? Not good enough. We're just like, what? We spent two years on this. I know. It's just Sucks, not right. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I think sometimes time helps. Because I, I personally, I like that it takes, even though I hate getting so few Fiona Apple albums, it takes time. And when but she when puts out them, a new album, I love them. Exactly. Wouldn't you rather have like a small collection of fantastic 
superb albums than like 12 that are like, well, six of them are good. Or they're just like There's two a few songs. songs on the other ones here and there. Yeah. Maybe if you took two songs off each of those and put them on one album. <laughs> so do you remember this being out back in the okay. day? Okay. This fucking beat and this thing. Ding, 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 ding. It has it permeated culture. It's like yeah. in videos where like dudes go into a church and they're on an organ and they look at like the camera yeah. and they play this like. Ding, ding. So I've known this for. Put it in the A. Oh, I love that part. He's like, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. <laughs> All right, Just so some real start, sticky. No stress. No, stems, no, no, no stress. Seeds, no stick. Just some real sticky. sticky icky. Icky. Oh, we put, put it, it in, in the, the A. A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Snoop is, I have loved Snoop forever, and I feel like a lot of people just. I think he's so likable. Oh yeah, he's cr- he even though he's likable murdered to so people. many people. Uh, <laughs> I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Um, what was I gonna say? Fuck. Oh, and uh, this song always kind of—I I shouldn't say annoy, but that's probably the truth. In the past, like I'd hear it and be like, Ugh. yeah, and just be like, dun, 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 be like, okay, cool. Boy. But God damn it, did it win me over this time? I, do you think that Snoop Dogg has something to do with yeah, it? Yes, Snoop Dogg has a big thing. That fucking Lolo's girl thing is just the best part of the whole Hitting thing. Hitting cone is in the <laughs> Lolo's, Lolo's girl. Uh, and I really think that I've had to Which take this. Which is a, this a in reference this. to a shoe. I don't know if you knew that. You think I don't know what's going on? Mm-hmm, I do, actually. You're right. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to come at it in this way for me to appreciate it, this, where I have to like do this slow ease in. Where I'm like, well, I'm actually like kind of following a story, you know? Like, well, let's see. We got NWA. Well, next is DOC. Well, I guess next is Dre. <laughs> so I wonder who's next. I have a feeling I know who it will be, but I also <laughs> have a feeling we're probably going to not. Well, ne- actually, next is not going to be a hip hop album at all. Uh, uh, so you guys will get a break if you've been hating this. <laughs> um, but I know I. I don't know how much my sister listened to it, but I know that she loves some of this. Like, I feel like everyone, even if like my, cause my sister was more yeah. of like a rock and roll chick. Uh, but, but this, she this, loved this. She loved Eminem. Like, yeah, this broke through. Um, Jimmy Rollin, he was like, I said, we're doing the chronic. And he was like, Oh, blah, blah. And I was like, what? And he like said something. And he was talking about this album. I was like, no, the original. He was like, Oh, I didn't know there was an original. So, so he knew it as the Chronic 2001 as well. So yeah, for for people our age, this was like the shit in eighth grade. A bunch of eighth grade white kids in a small town. Oh yeah, loved it. And uh, Sam Weiser, like, <laughs> is this Jan Terry picture already wrinkling because it's a a piece of paper that she printed? Out? I think that's just her sweater. But I also that's not a wrinkle. It doesn't that. quite fit in here. Oh yeah. Um, Let's get you some sticky tack and it, put that on a board. It's like oversized and needs to be trimmed and fit in there. Let's better. trim it and get it on a board, like a lord. Let's keep it nice. Let's move Lord along. on a board. Move along to the next song. Big Egos featuring Hitman. I like Hitman's voice. This definitely sounds like this are much more modern. This is this is those oh, piano things. This has stepped out of the G funk era. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's still going for like a scary, ominous G funk kind of thing, but it's not that like. 
Well, nice saw videos like it's not Parliament. That's you know, basically like a what it skull is. head, and that would come down during the uh, the tour for this, the Up and Smoke tour, and it would have like glowing red eyes, and it'd be like, <laughs> and it seemed like dark and almost like kind of demonic and stuff. Satan. And that's how the show would start on screens. It would be like. You know, it'd also be showing its head, but it'd just be like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> who's got, who's got smoke? <laughs> but it still was like kind of dark and evil seeming. So I think that there is a, there's a darkness to Dre. And I know that like his brother died, I think a little bit before this came out. One of these songs. I don't remember which one. Is this, if I had my time on it, I could tell you if his kid overdosed by now. I don't know. But I do like that he does talk about... He'll he'll reference people that he's referenced in the previous... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ...chronic, but he's eased up on his anger. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's... He's, he's a soft man. ...forgiving people. He's a family man now, Michelle. Yeah, even though it sounds like he... She still really hates women, though. Oh, yeah. But he also didn't really write a lot of these no. lyrics. He, yeah, he doesn't write anything. He's the producer. He writes the beats and shit. And then they tweak it for him. I saw, and I don't know if it's true, that it wasn't it Suge who actually got him to leave NWA and join up with him. And I mean, it was Suge and DOC who started Death Row. Suge, DOC, and Dre. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so Shug kind of helped pull him away, and then I don't know how they had a falling out, though. Shug being a psycho and bringing violence into the studio and doing street gangster shit in the studio when Dre's not really that way, just like Cube's not really that way. Like, they saw it, and they can talk it, and they can, like, represent it, but they don't want to live it. Yeah. It's just like uh, Melly Mel said, it's like when... When you work so hard to get out of the street and you still keep doing street shit, it's just going to bite you in the ass. You either have to be the artist and do your professional life or you got to do street shit. You can't do both. Yeah. Because you're going to fucking intertwine and everything's going to get ruined. Which is what happened to Suge Knight. Which is why he's in prison. Yeah. But, yeah, Dreo had problems with, like, gang shit going on all the time and, like, violence, really, in front of him that he didn't... You know, he's all right if he's doing the violence, you know, like hitting a woman or, or two or three. Uh, but tips and geos. I like that, too. You did say you liked his voice. Uh, I like that song. It doesn't hit as good as other ones, but yeah. it doesn't upset me. I never skip it. Oh, I like this. You look like AC Green. <laughs> Bitch, don't call here anymore. And I don't even know what that means, but I don't I know love either. It. <laughs> I love it every time. AC Green, right? Yeah. We're looking up. But he's AC talking to a woman. Green. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's clearly a man. AC Green is a basketball player from the Lakers. And. What up? It's Hitman. I ain't at the crib right now. That's what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let this play into Explosive featuring Hitman again, but we also have 6-2. Oh, oh, Hitman's got a... I love a fucking Corrupt and my motherfucking man. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Oh, yeah. Nate Dogg shows up a handful of times on this album. All, all Nate Dogg parts on this oh. album 
are memorable. The, every single part. Well, one in particular has made its way into pop culture oh, well, and like yeah. the meme world. But yeah, I think Nate Dog. It was just so good. Just keep looking at AC Green. <laughs> you look like AC Green. <laughs> Bitch, don't come there anymore. <laughs> Look at Green in that picture. He's not. He's not an he's ugly not man. He's not an ugly man at all. But as a woman, <laughs> it, it wouldn't work very well. Uh, I like this music a lot. It's I do such too. a good laid back, like East Coast sound. Yeah. It's so aggressive though. And he's like, bitch, gobble a dick. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, dude. You just said bitch eight times in two sentences. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of fellatio that these men are desiring on this album. Absolutely. And it, and it, and it influences, like, I've been walking around being like, I think it's impossible. I think it's wrong. It's, tr- oh, excuse me. All the real gangsters know. We don't gotta love, love no hoes. But it, it, there's no way that shit doesn't creep into people's brains and make people maybe disrespect women a little more because I feel like that was big. Hating gay people and disrespecting women was like the 90s. Not for me, but like yeah. in society. <laughs> um. When I first heard this and he started singing, I thought he was going to be the chorus guy. And then, no, it's just Nate Dogg has a verse like every other rapper would, (laughs) but he just sings his. It's 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 strange to me on the surface, but it's so good. It's it's all right. It's fine. And I heard this all right now. His voice just fits. And I don't think his voice sounds like anybody. Oh. Like, still talking gangster dicks. This bitch. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you. So, do you like Nate? I've talked a lot about Nate Dogg. Yes, I do enjoy Nate Dogg. Okay. And you haven't been able to give me anything. No, I've listened back. to this album a couple times. I've been holding back. You caught me. I on purpose let you catch me listening to it the other day. I gave that look like, oh. <laughs> There's like four subjects on this album. <laughs> And blowjobs are maybe on top. Oh, God. The blowjobs are number one. Uh, talking about how many bitches and hoes you got. Number two. And I think someone's going to pimp our ride here pretty soon. Yeah, X. Oh, hi, Clemmy. Oh, wait, no. I must have missed him because he, he must have already happened. I'm going to let this play to the next song. What's the difference? Exhibits on this as well. This is also featuring Eminem. Yeah. So this is back to a banger. This is like... I love yeah, this, this song. Yeah, this song is fucking great. The music is great, and that gets so stuck in your head. The, what's, what's the, the difference, difference between, between me and you? you? Oh, let's yeah, everybody's tail. got a good verse on this, too. Rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo. I love... I'm like, just... Just lines. There are good lines. And, and as a guy who's been following his history and like going in this order, to hear all the references and be like, and talking about DOC right now. And talking about like, hey, the car you went through is crazy, right? Like, but you're still my dog, dude. dude. And like, 
and then to switch to easy. Um, Fuck the B if I miss you. <laughs> I'm just being real. <laughs> Ow, right yeah, I really enjoy the history thing, but I do think it's weird that somebody else had to write it for. Yeah, it is odd. And I, but I might be not giving enough credit. He might come in and go, "Yeah, I like seventy-five percent of this. Changes to this line." He also has a tremendous delivery. His voice oh, is yeah. great, and I the way that it. he says stuff. So he's clearly putting his style on it too. That spooky sound is great in this. It's like a theremin. There's some spooky stuff throughout this album. There's, he, like I said, there's there's like a darkness, even though the song is more happy. Yeah, there, it's like. Like spooky almost, but love this song. What were you gonna say? Sorry. There's exhibit. I knew my ride was gonna get pimped. <laughs> uh, so I never really knew exhibits rapping. I know I could not have told you a song that exhibit has done. Yeah. I may have thought it was DMX. Uh. Oh God, no, not at all. He would be barking. Uh, but no, because I didn't know his actual rap voice. I knew his speaking voice, yeah. and I knew his gragly, but I thought maybe just be, I don't know. Um, but I like his voice. There's a lot of voices on here that I like that I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect as many rappers on this, but I should have expected there that. Are a lot that's kind of what the Tonic was, too. But it's a lot of the same people. Yeah, it's like Corrupt. Exhibit, uh, Exhibit Eminem, Hitman, Hitman, Snoop. Yeah. Eminem. And you can tell when Eminem writes uh, <laughs> the verse for if he's wrote for if he wrote it for Dre, you can tell even though Dre's saying it, it's fucking Eminem. His voice is so funny. It's funny, but I, it, this part makes me laugh because he it's Eminem doubling down to the max, and I I just I love his attitude always. Uh, so now's when I can. We've done an Eminem album before. Yes. And, and it was after I was not, I was not open. Yeah. This, listening to this... You should I don't listen to that album again. I don't necessarily know if his tone is still my style. But what he writes is the most clever verses on the entire album. All verses he's involved with... Especially this Kim verse, talking about he's gonna drive through California with, kill her with a dead like, body in his car with sunglasses on it. Yeah. It's like funny. he's got a, a broader range of subject matter to talk about the same thing, like oh, and that fun. What's the difference between me and you? What's the difference between us? We should start, start with at the, the penis. penis. That's hilarious. He seems to be have a wider range of thinking, and I don't want to mean to be as an insult, but like it's just a different. But have you ever seen that mindset. graph where it shows like how many words rappers use? And some rappers, it's like a very low number because they're just rhyming with the same stuff, mm-hmm. and then it'll get like to to Twalib Kali, and I say it right? Yes. And it's like he's got like a bunch of words that he's used, and it's not necessarily words in general, but I feel like. Eminem's got this imagination mm-hmm. where he just goes to these worlds and he can pull it off without it sounding cheesy where I think everyone else... I don't think Eminem is dumb. He's not either. dumb at all. I think it comes through in his writing. He sounds like a smart person he's, even if he sounds just like he's angry a uh, lot. And yeah. And he's he's got to as well because he's a fucking white dude doing this thing that's pr- 
a heavily, heavily, guy. heavily predominantly black. So he's mm. got to have a lot of attitude and a lot of aggression to really like not get stomped on. And he's got to have the skills to not get stomped on. And thick fucking skin. Absolutely. Because he got shit on so much, even though I don't think it took long for him to prove himself. No, no. But not to real rap people. But he's still... Like, still fight, still I mean, fighting that people thing. are still saying I mean, you're not Mel. as good as you think that you are, which is, I mean, you but can't. Melly Mel's too busy hitting women. <laughs> Did, With Dre. Yeah, they just rock them, suck them, robot a woman back and forth. <laughs> Red does that thing that the robots do. <laughs> or women, are they're like uh, hungry, hungry hippos, but the balls are women. <laughs> they're just eating up bitches. So in, ter- in conclusion... The lyrical prowess and imagination and skill that Eminem has is the star of this album. It's and, impressive. And, and it's the beats, the production. But lyric-wise, what he writes is the most interesting, even for other people. I can tell when he's written the verse. I'm just like, especially with this Dre song, when the later, when he's talking about like setting a house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can just tell. That's all Eminem. Which I also didn't know that he wrote that pretty much most of that whole song by himself. Oh, he did. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we hear it. But. <laughs> yeah, let's move along to the next uh, thing. It's a skit. Um, Damn, girl, it is hot. It's uh, Tracy Nelson, Miss Rock, and Eddie Griffin. Nah, it, I don't... This means nothing, I'll give you the skinny of the bit. It's just two girls that want to go get a drink, and they get two drinks, and they see some guys looking at them, and then they're all like, Ooh, can I fuck him? And then they go up and they're like, hey, can I smoke weed with you? And she's like, yeah. And then it goes like this. <laughs> You're playing a lot more than I thought you were going to. Well, it's not. It's less than a minute, but it doesn't really. Um, that was a mess. It feels like 10. <laughs> and here's light speed. We've got Hitman again. But it also has a. It doesn't say who this lady is. Uh, let me see if I can get a little more information here. I was hoping it. It was all just a, says that Puffs girl again. It doesn't say who the actual female is. It just says that this is featuring Hitman. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna say it again. I think I said it on the Chronic. There's certain times where it sounds like ICP or ICP sounds like this. Okay. It's a real Halloween theme going on here. I can hear the wicked clowns getting down on this beat. No fucking problem. Which, by the way, at Rabbit Badgers. No, sorry. Even I just did it now. At Cult of Trantor practice last night, uh, we, we started talking about ICP songs. And I, uh, those guys knew a surprising amount of ICP songs. <laughs> Which, too, was a surprising amount. I know, too. That I can remember. I can remember the great Malenko. And I remember that song that Cherie put on a CD for me called Spin the Bottle. Those are the oh, only yeah. two songs that I can remember. So here's your parliament. Right here. Oh. This voice fucking rules. Is this it, man? Yeah. He's got a fucking word in here when he's like... That. I fucking love that line. Activity where I be living be. Is the active activity where I be living be. Like... It's not an av- it's not a usual flow. Just like Dub C, W C. <laughs> I think it's stuff like this that people don't 
that people are missing when they say that they don't like rap music. I think that there's... I get why there is a lot of people don't, though, because it's... Uh, well, I think the lyrical content... It's hard to handle. But, which I get, but I think that there's such... If you're good, the, their yeah. deliveries are so colorful and interesting. And I know, but I say the same thing about, like, Guar and shit, and that doesn't break through with you, so... Well, I'm not trying to... I'm, but I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to come from their angle. I think that it, it just... It just so happens that the lyrical content just really turns people off. Don't you think this sounds like a Parliament song? Like, yeah, this makes sense. A real high power. I'm gonna let this play into the next song, which was written. It appears solely by Marshall Mathers. This song was enormous. This was the second single off of this album, and this was what made me buy this album. Was yeah. this song? Well, this is the song that is. I've known this song forever, but when I really listened to it, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, Eminem wrote all of this. I can just tell just by the way it flows. That whole flow right there is Eminem to a T. And then I found out that he did write every word of this, and it was a rare instance where he came in with words and there was no music, and he just floated for him. and then they were like, all right, let's make some music to it. I can't remember. He did it to a different song. He, he? he wrote this to this a different... Oh, uh, really? I didn't even hear that. I can't... It was on one of the videos. I wish I remember what the wow. song was, but he actually was listening... He was using a different backing track I knew that to write this to, and I can't remember which song it was. I knew that happened in the original Chronic with uh, Ain't Nothing But a Jeep Thing, I think. That was written to something else. If y'all don't like me, blow me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's a fucking Eminem line. If you don't like me, blow me. Yeah, supposedly, this was uh, supposed to be for Snoop. Like, this was going to be Snoop doing this, but Trey was like, nah, I like the way Eminem sounds on it, so we're doing M. This is so... <sighs> it's glorious to me. And, and this, again, this is me in eighth grade. I'm getting ready to go to fucking high school in a handful of months. Like, this just, this is so nostalgic for me. And, and that po- and that point of my life where I'm really figuring out, like, what I like and don't like. I had already been through what I had been with the first album. No, I hadn't, actually. Because I hadn't gotten super religious yet, or I was in that. I, this is the part, actually, when I was kind of struggling, but I don't think that I had broken Eminem's first album yet. But I could be wrong. I don't remember. But it's impossible for it to not pull me back in, because shit like this is just so... Babies. Easy to listen to. It's so poppy, I guess. And Eminem just makes it so interesting. And this song was an enormous fucking hit. Yep. So to know that Another he... I knew already. Like, it's huge. To know that he wrote this song himself is impressive. Because it's a good song. I figured out that the Eminem flow's got this thing where he's like... He tries to do the same thing, like, three lines in a row. Where he'll be like... And a lot of guys don't do that. They're like, man, na, man, na, man, na, na, man, na, 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 you know. But he's like, na, 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 na,
I just still have a picture of AC Green up on the I have a picture of Jan Terry right here, so praise her. Some people have the Virgin Mary in their homes. Girl, you look like Jan Terry. <laughs> Bitch, don't call here anymore. <laughs> I can't wait till that Jen Terry documentary comes out somehow. They can find out how much she wants to deport Take people. My mo- oh, she's a stupid right wing, fucking ignorant person. I'm gonna let this play into the next song as well because it just flows the way that it does. This is the that last. Kung Fu sound. Right this is the, the third and final single. This is the next episode. What we have been waiting for since the last <laughs> album. It's the next episode. (laughs) Snoop makes this so smooth. And it's good that they didn't put Snoop on that last one because this is a nice contrast Mm -hmm. from going to that M&M real like staccato. There's like a Snoop being like to Snoop being like It's the motherfucking It's so goddamn good. It's good and it's confident in a way that most rappers aren't. He's just fun. Oh yeah. I don't know how to express my love for him. You know how like a lot of rappers give off like a I don't give a fuck attitude, but like in a either aggressive or sometimes scary way. He gives it off like a like that his vibe is not like I don't give a fuck I'll kill you or it's I don't give a cool fuck or I'll kill He's, you <laughs> it's not even I'll kill well, maybe back in 1992 but uh I feel like his his I don't give a fuck is like truly like I don't care I'm rolling baby and like he's just like doesn't care about you at all in a sense of like not like you better do what I say or I'll kick your ass he's like girl I'm gonna swing in my head and in fact I s- I cannot help but draw illusions, even though they're very, very vastly different. But when Kurt Gibbons is having a good, smooth time and he's got a little tequila in him and he's just dancing, uh, he, he acts like he's, Snoop. He's got a fucking Snoop to him, yeah, and like I can't not see it when I see Snoop uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> and I think he would be honored if I said I might have said it to him in the past, but I have a specific memory. Oh, I was gonna say before I forget this. I love that um, I think every track Snoop's on Almost Maybe not every track But the majority Of the tracks Snoop's on It's the ones that sound like The most the G-Funk It's the ones that Go back a little well, bit Someone's coming up So if you have something to say You need to get it out fast Cause I don't remember Get ready to get Real good up in here I don't remember What I was gonna say Something about Ryan back, I think Nate Dog. Ugh And this is I mean we're about to get to a cultural moment that has been right. <laughs> like, permeated with me, and I didn't know where it came from until this. Oh, I thought you knew where it came from. Fuck no. Oh, wow. I only knew it from Chappelle. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> there was a guy, a video that I watched, and he was like, I never know. He's like, I can never get the time right. And it's like, you just count in your head. We just fucking nailed it's it. It's like, yeah, like you just know the time if you just count. Like, I think hey, though, if you get nervous and you're like, you just love it so much, you might speed up. Smoke weed every day. Like, it, I've never had a problem with hitting that. Damn it, what was I going to say? I don't fucking remember. I don't know, but we are actually going to listen to one more song and then we're going to take okay. a break. Um, and I hope you're ready to have some fun. Oh. Because I know I am. Okay. <laughs> um, Segways. <laughs> I didn't start. <laughs> 
I get so mad that I'm not allowed to say one word that they use so many times on some of these things. It's and not that I want to use the I, word. I know, but you want to sing it along. It just kills the flow. Yes, that's what I mean. That's uh, why I used to only say it when I was alone <laughs> singing along to music like this, but I can't do that anymore because I'm just like, I can't you feel say too, that yeah, word. I know, oh, you yeah. feel too bad even in your own car. Even though I didn't mean anything by it, I was literally just singing along. It just feels extremely inappropriate. Like, all these, all these houses. I'll say people or fellas because they both fit. Yeah. Syllable, syllable, do you think they, do you think black people love that that they're like haha well, I, I mean I'm you sure gave us that fucking word and now it's ours I'm sure you've probably seen videos I'm sure they where don't love that that word actually rappers at concerts will like put a microphone in front of a white woman's face and to see if she'll like finish the lyric and sometimes they feel like they're being given the okay to say the word because they're being told to like finish the lyric but then the crowd will be like <laughs> you, they shouldn't do that. They're trying to get that woman killed. <laughs> I thought I'd just be like, fellas. <laughs> I would just be like, I would go, you'd hand me the mic and I'd go, I'm not touching this one with a 10 foot pole. And I'd hand him the microphone back. <laughs> you have a good night, sir. Oh, we are night crew, Dad. I didn't realize that. Night crew's in? Yeah, night crew's here. Let's do roll call. Wayne! Oh, I like this part with Miss Rock. She's got a good flow. She's got attitude, too. She's got a good sound. I enjoy it. Uh, uh, ruthless gangster women are the scariest thing on earth. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'll, I'll fight a bear before I'll fight a, a strapped... Uh, Female. And by strapped, you just mean she just recently had her nails done. I oh, mean, that too. That shit is horrifying. I don't see how any woman can handle having long nails, but a woman... I don't imagine this woman having those nails. I don't know. I, think I imagine her bashing my head in with a hammer. <laughs> so we are going to. I, I imagine she gets shit done. She's the most efficient, most ruthless gangster in the gang. Like when somebody needs dismembered, they call her. But her kids still don't respect her. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, but her kids are like, I love you, mommy. And like her home life is really good because she's really organized because she's good at dismembering people. All right. We are going to go to break. Like Dexter. I know you want treats. Hi, Clemmy. This dog will not leave me alone. She's trying to get me to play. She's all licking me. All these Clemmys and all these hoes and here's somebody here Want treats? treats? <laughs> oh, and you know that word, so your ears keep perking up every time, but you're going to have to wait. I want a I treat, too. Care. I think I'm going to eat a Pop-Tart. Ah, second I, one I, of the day. No, I haven't had, I didn't eat that one. I brought it just in case, uh, but I didn't eat it. But I'm going to eat me You don't ever toast in. yours, do you? No. Do you like them toasted? I don't know. I'll toast one and find out. Toast it and slather some butter on it. Because we don't... By the way, we're talking unfrosted strawberry uh-huh. Pop-Tarts. Fuck a frosted and if you, Pop-Tart. And if you spread some butter on that thing when it's warm, Ugh. it is like a buttery pastry. And it's so good. It's almost like a little mini pie. A little buttery mini I pie. I don't like what's going on. You don't like pies. You don't like fun things. Let's listen to a I'll song try it. from the... I'll try it for you. How about I'll make one and I'll have you take a bite of it. I don't want that though. <laughs> I was gonna have I was gonna butter it's half of the food. toasted one and have a half buttered and a half not um, buttered toasted. Okay, one. that's fair. And then a oh raw delicious one. 
I'm trying to. I don't to... care. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to listen to a song from the 2016 album Compton by Dr. Dre. Okay. This is called Issues. I specifically chose it because it's featuring Ice Cube. Oh, But cool. it also oh. Ha- has Anderson, Pock and Dem Joints. Gotcha. Let's I think this came to... out with around a. Issues. Straight out of Compton. Interesting. That almost felt kind of parliament. Kind of quiet, too. It's probably going to come in and be like, yeah. Hmm. So far, it's not hooking me in. Maybe I chose a... a not the right song, but... You chose but an Ice Cube thing. I chose one specifically because Ice Cube's in it as well. And you want to try a Cube thing again. But I still don't think we have him yet. I think we're. So this is Dre right now. No, He sounds more aggressive than he ever has. Is that Dre? Oh, maybe not anymore. It was for a little bit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't. This has been a terrible experience. This has to stop. All right, well, what's going to break so it will? Bye. Oh, God. The Couple of Critics podcast presents a very, very spooky story. Hello, Kildrens. <laughs> Get it? It's kill and children mixed into one. <laughs> now, let's move on to why we're all gathered around this spooky fire. Would you like to hear a tale? The tale of Jessup Del Gormo! Jescap Del Gormo was a lonely gentleman who lived in a hole two miles outside of town that he dug into the side of a tree with nothing but his bare hands, which used tools like a pickaxe, a knife, chainsaw, and whatever the hell else people use for digging holes in living trees. They say he chose to live in that tree away from everyone else because the whole town thought he was the reason that that little Jensen boy went missing a few years before. He knew, of course, that he wasn't the reason the boy was gone. He also knew, of course, the reason the boy was gone. The third thing he knew was that nobody would believe him if he told him the truth. He also probably knew some other things, but that doesn't concern us here or now. You see, Jeskip was out collecting lightning bugs, or fireflies dependent on your region, so he can mash up all the shiny stuff and do hobbies with it. Okay, that's a lie. He was just killing those bugs for fun. Even though he didn't kill that boy, he was still a pretty fucked up dude. So, while he was punching piles of lightning bugs into a mash, he heard a sound about 200 feet away. It kind of had that same tone Jasmine had from 90 Days when she yelled at Gino about having the Panamanian flag in the background. You know, like, Is it not the Panamanian flag? It fucking freaked Jessica out. But he knew he had to see what it was in case someone was being hurt. Or worse, he got hurt. 
He walked as quietly as he could towards where he heard the sound. He parked his nice, firm, sexy tuchus behind a tall bush, maybe a short tree, and took a peek right through the foliage. Right fucking there it was. It was a goddamn living, walking, talking, life-size cardboard cut out of Don Knotts. In its folded hand, it held a small stack of paper entitled Un Cuerdano Ex Mortis, roughly translated, Notebook of the Dead. Don Knotts was reciting a passage from the papers and staring straight ahead at something. That's when Jessica saw the Jensen boy. Jesus Christ, he was a fat little kid. And I don't mean like overweight or pudgy. I mean like the kind of fat where you're getting mad at the parents for giving that kid a death sentence at the age of five. Jessica noticed that the Jensen's kid's eyes were completely white. He was leaking blue from his mouth and was shaking violently. He couldn't stand the sight anymore of all that blue spittle finding its way into facial fat folds, so he looked back towards cardboard Don Knotts. Don was no longer staring at the boy and reciting passages. He was now staring directly at Jessica and reciting the passages. And that's when Jessica felt the powers of evil that Don Knotts had clearly mastered physically lift him in the air and jerk him off. That's right, demon head job. It was the worst and best thing he'd ever felt all wrapped into one paranormal old-fashioned handski. Before he could finish... The demon released him from the hellish grasp, and he fell to the ground where he promptly passed out. When he awoke, there was Don Knotts holding the child in his arms. He was breathing still. He was unharmed. Don Knotts looked at Jessica directly into his eye and said with an ancient tone, You know what you must do now. That was when Jessica pulled out his knife and proceeded to stab the Jensen boy 17 times in the stomach. John Knotts began to scream, What the fuck, Jessica? I didn't want you to do that. I found this kid overdosing on blue toilet tabs on our backyard, and he needed a ride to the hospital. You jerked off and you killed him. You killed another kid, Jessica. You said you would stop. Jessica's mother, Mrs. Del Gormo, was indeed a dead ringer for the deputy sheriff of Mayberry, but she was in fact not Don Knotts. Her son, Jessica, was hallucinating after taking ayahuasca and killed a kid again. So yeah, the town was right. Jessica did kill that kid and then his mom right after that. He actually doesn't even live in a tree. He's dead too. He ran headfirst into a sharpened stick like two days after he killed his mom. I made up a lot of that shit at the beginning, but they say if you listen quietly on a pitch black Tuesday night, you can still hear cardboard Don Knotts screaming in the distance. Yeah, gotta say what's up to my nigga Slick Rick. For those who don't like it, eat a dick. But for those who with me, sing that shit. Has it go a little something like this? Lottie Dottie, okay. we like the party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. This is awesome. We're just <laughs> and and when spooky. We rock up on the mic, we rock the mic. They guy. love a spooky sound. They do. Because it's like, oh shit, is that a spider in the corner? <laughs> so I, I really think that you would enjoy doggy style. Listening to this. Is this doggy style? This is from doggy style. 
to what we say because this types of shit happens every day i woke up around 10 o'clock in the morning i gave myself a stretch up a morning yawning i just fucking love him <laughs> but yeah it, it made me want to listen to this album and i did listen to this album this week so I thought I'd give you a little bit of Snoop because he's on this album quite a bit. So, and you're not really familiar with this too much. So, you don't know shit about me. Well, I guess I have to turn it off now, and it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. You do. Use oil of LA. <laughs> Use oil of LA because my skin gets pale. And then I got the file for my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Clean, dry as my body and hair. I threw on my brand new doggy underwear. <laughs> I just fucking love his delivery. Uh, it brings me so much joy. <laughs> for someone who's been feeling sick for a while, to be switching, I'm in a transitional period where I'm lessening the medicine that's been making me sick and starting a new medicine. So I hopefully have, won't make you feel sick. I f- I'm feeling better than I have, but I st- I still have rough parts because uh, I'm still I still mostly have that drug that in that me that's been making me right now? <clears throat> that's been making me sick every day and making me feel just miserable and awful. So we'll see what happens. But uh, this is a nice thing to I think kind of to celebrate and to pull some energy out of me because it's something that I enjoy this so much. I know I'm just, again, I'm just a white girl from a small town in Indiana, but I, black people can really fucking kill it with music, man. (laughs) I mean, for real, they, there's just so much like flavor and just soul and power and stuff that I crave in music. And it's just so fulfilling to me to be going on this journey with you. Cool. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to that. You like poured your heart out and I was just like I also, I'm also feeling like nauseated right now <laughs> and I feel like sick and I'm really I thought that maybe by going on this like extra positive rant that I would still be able I, to pull myself out yeah. of this but my God, I just kind of want to throw up. A you used bit right all now. that energy to go on oh, that rant. <laughs> God, what a rough time. Play some goddamn music. We and you can take it easy. Are back. Y'all take it easy. I'll die of AIDS. Uh, Let's move what? along to the next <laughs> song. Um, I can't say the full title um, of some of these Those bastards um, songs, and this is one that I'm not going to be able to say in its entirety. Coming back. But I'll follow what we did last episode, where we'll really wide it up. And instead of saying the N-word, we'll say fellas. So, bitch fellas. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. Uh, Featuring Hitman, 6'2", and Snoop Dogg. I mean, I ain't no fan of a bitch fella either. (laughs) This isn't a bad song, but it is a song that does kind of drop off a little bit for me. I gotta hear the beat. I can't. I don't remember things until they like kick in. Be independent, nigga. Oh yeah, this one didn't hit that much. I remember it. Just but more of laid back. Yeah. It's not like strong. It's not. It doesn't have like a great hook either. And yeah, it's also something that I feel even less. 
Like, I mean, we can all try to not forget about Dre together as a human race, but we can't all be bitch fellas. I mean, we can, but we can't. You know, like, this is, this also just feels more specific to their world, but it's also super laid back. But they're also just, like, trashing certain kind of people that they don't like. And Yeah. Like it just, certain attitudes, certain ways of acting. It's just, it's yeah, it just doesn't hit in any way for me too much. Even though I love Snoop, and it's not bad. I think there's a part that I do enjoy, but again, I never skipped it. I don't think it's necessarily. At least the first half isn't skippable, but I guess there's nothing from it that I really remember that I. I don't listen to this album for this song. I could probably skip this song. Uh, I'll, yeah, I, I could. It's not bad, but it's not good. It's just kind of, it's all right. And actually, the thing, the part that I'm thinking that I remember is from a different song, so it's not even from this song. Oh, that you're giving it credit for? The, 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 like, there's a part that I like, and I was like, wait, no, that's from a different song that already happened, so never mind. Just like Master P said that they go, there they go. I knew there was something I would remember. <laughs> and look oh, and I like this part. Yeah. yeah. Stop scheming and looking hard. I did like that. It's not it just terrible. I don't, yeah. I don't it's not, not a bad it. song, but it's just, it doesn't. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, that's a good one. I'd just be like, yeah. Oh, I love his voice. Does he say something like a hush puppy in this? And when he does, I think it's the song, and I love the way he says it. You know, I like that. Like there, the, when we listen to it, there's is parts that, where it's is that Hitman. It's I don't know. It's featuring Hitman and Six Two. So I'm not sure if this is 6-2. I don't think it sounds like voice. Hitman as much, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that. I fucking love that. Soft as a hush puppy. I love the way his voice sounds round, but you can still hear words. And I love that, like, floor where he's got the, uh... I can't remember what it was earlier. Damn it! Bring the example. Soft hush puppies. No. The THC infestment in my brain it takes away mess, takes away memories. That makes words come out incorrectly. incorrectly. Oh no, I meant to say infestments. I'll let this uh, play a little bit into the next uh, track, which it's a it's a minute long skit with Melman and uh, Charis Henry. <laughs> Shari? Sharice? I'm not sure. I found. I like Cheris more. Do you? I like pronouncing things exactly how they look. Cheris. I, I think that I saw something that this is a reference to something else that has happened. It's just like a car bomb scare, right? Yeah, it's called the car bomb. Yeah. Unnecessary. But what's totally necessary, uh, as we are recording this on uh, Friday the 13th in October, which is fun. What's happening? Karis. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the next song, Murder, Inc. And I am dying to know what you think about them taking the Halloween theme. I think that it sounds like an ICP song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know that they took the odd timing and they killed it. The odd timing and killed it? You mean like Michael Myers? What no, the original theme. It doesn't like... No, but you can still tell what it is, though. Oh, yeah. uh, it's something that I jumped out at me, but it's another song that I don't really ever think about I when agree. this album is brought up. Like, in my head, I'm not like, I want to listen to 2001 because of this song. Hitman's on this, and so is Miss Rock. Hitman's on, I would say, on more songs than anyone else. <laughs> I think, too, there's a little bit of cheesiness for me when somebody takes this and does this. It just feels a little cheap. I don't hate it. It just has, like, a weird... As a man who loves fucking Halloween, I just don't like. like you can you can go with two ways with it. You can be like, I love it because it's Halloween, or you can be like, Can we just leave Halloween to Halloween? Is the VHS the easiest way to fuck Halloween? Because uh, I would think at least that VHS box. Well, the box size wise, yeah, I would say size wise, the VHS is easier than a disc. Unless you well, get a real a, skinny thing. I was thinking a disc, I could at least like drill the hole out bigger in the middle and just like put it on there. But you're right, the VHS box is the way to go. It sure is. It's fucking VHS. Or a laser disc, uh, like envelope my, thing. A VH, actually, it, it I comes don't, out like a vinyl record, you know. And so is in the middle, is it the same size as a regular CD? I don't remember what a laser disc. Oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. If it has a bigger hole in the middle, so it's more fuckable. I was thinking about the sleeve. I mean, it would be oh more my God. comfortable. That part's hilarious. Where she's talking about how like she's going to kill a guy, and she's like, when I go home and I jerk my man off. Until his dick gets dick is soft. <laughs> and he doesn't know I'm a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I heard about this. I am going to let this play. This is education. This is an Eddie Griffin skit, even though it says it's featuring Hitman and Miss Rock. I heard that they were hang- that Dre was hanging out with Eddie Griffin and he was drinking and he was cracking everyone up. So the next day he was hanging out again and they just kept like feeding him alcohol. And then once he got drunk, they put him in the studio and just let him riff for 35 minutes. So he just like performed basically. And they Dre took like his favorite part. And did this, this, which was this, which is interesting because the concept is about how if a woman tries to keep a man, she'll get pregnant to to try and keep him. Keep a fella, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that of all of the skits, this is the only one that I think is actually like kind of funny because I think that the. What do you tell the child? Oh, that nigga ain't shit. That's why your daddy ain't here. Cause that nigga ain't shit. How about being a woman and telling the kid the truth? That your mama, you was a hoe. Tell <laughs> the kid, weekend pussy. Mama was a hoe. I was weekend pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I you the it didn't work out. I do. It's funny. It's slash incredibly chauvinistic. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, but I think stuff like that has happened. Oh, he is making a point. So, I, but he also excludes the point where the man also decided to cheat on his wife. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, another track that I can't say has most of the same people. It's some L.A. fellas. Uh, still, we have Miss Rock. We have Hitman. We have uh, Nocturnal. I mean, Dre doesn't rap very much on any of his And albums. Time Bomb. Sorry, I was waiting for it to scroll to tell me all the people <laughs> who are on this song. <laughs> I mean, I think it's interesting that Dre's like, it's a Dre album. Oh. In my younger days, I used to spin around. That's a classic line. Oh, this whole uh, song is based off of that. They're taking classic lines from classic rap songs and then okay. ex- expanding on that. Like, each person who has a verse, their first line is going to be something. But yeah, I don't know what they're all from, but I did read that that was the case on this track, which I like reading things like Genius on this to find out little stories like that, because I would have never, ever known that. What's this song called? Some LA Fellas. Okay. See, like, right there, straight out of Compton. It's Hitman, right? This be. sounds more like him. Yeah. Unless it's Nocturnal. I don't know what Nocturnal and Time Bomb sound like. It's Hitman. Wait. Oh, is it Time Bomb? I don't Maybe know. it sounds like it could be Time Bomb. Whoever it is, hit. I fucking love their voice where it sounds like there's a sandwich in there. It sounds like they got like a little piece of food in the back. Like they're holding nuts like a squirrel. <laughs> Oh, that was one criticism I also heard about. Oh, in LA. Uh, that was a criticism I heard of someone talking shit about Jay Z saying that he stole uh, Biggie's style. What was Biggie's style? Sandwiches? Yeah, sandwich in his mouth. But I don't think that Jay Z. Jay Z doesn't sound like, sound like that. I think the. <clears throat> excuse me. I think he has like kind of like a laid back sound, but he's also from. Is he from the same area. From the same area, because they're all they're all East Coast people. Versus the, the Dre, the Snoop world, they're as all if, West as Coast. If, as if every rapper hasn't stolen the, the style of some other person. And we're all influenced. I don't. I mean, stealing whatever, but yeah, call what you want. Influenced. Where everyone's just pulling from their favorite artists in the beginning until they find out, figure out who the fuck they are. Like in the metal world, we're all wearing fucking metal shirts and goddamn regular ass pants. In the rap world, we're wearing chains and have a nice watch. In the country world, you're wearing boots and a fucking cowboy hat. Snoop sounded a little more like hard in the beginning until he kind of got money. <laughs> I just became more uh, just relaxed in life. Yeah, he just kind of like chilled out. More. And he's older. People also just usually chill out when they get older. He's very set. And he just smokes weed you, all day. Do you think he and Martha Stewart talk about what their jail experiences have been like together? Maybe. And has she done more time than him? I think she's technically think done she more has. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. It's wonderful, but. Because he's like he's a pioneer of gangster rap, where it's like glorifying crime. <laughs> but Martha fucking Stewart, who bakes cakes, is the one who's like. Well, and I don't ruthless. fully understand the legalities and why. I guess it depends on who. That's the thing. I don't know the specifics, but I know that it was. 
something regarding like stocks, right? I think it was insider trading. And someone gave her a heads up that something was getting ready to crash, so yeah. she like traded her shit. Insider trading. <laughs> I guess I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand that enough to understand why that would be illegal to give someone a heads up that something may be going in a bad direction. I guess I. But again, if, I don't know who. If gave someone her. in a company is about to make a decision that they know is going to affect the affect stock. the stocks, they have to tell the public all at the same time. You can't tell your friends ahead of time so they can get out and don't fuck the system. That's like you willingly. This is pause for porno. I'm skipping this entirely. I hate. Well, of this. course, we hate sex sounds and songs. Housewife. I will say though, I laughed hysterically when she goes, "You big dicked bastard." No. <laughs> uh, this brings it back at the end of the album for me. This is Housewife, featuring Hitman and Corrupt, right? And it's a corrupt uh, song. And corrupt, yes. Because there's another version of this. Like I think it was a reworked version that's on this. I might be incorrect, but I think there's a corrupt. I think I album okay. Version. I think I heard something about that too. Which I would, if we could find that, it might be fun to hear. But if we don't want to add that, that's fine too. I, I know this is a long episode. Love the song and always have. Even though I, it sounds disrespectful to women, I think that this is specifically being disrespectful to a certain kind of woman. A hoe. A hoe. Not a respectable <laughs> woman, but he also says yeah, things can't like... Can't make a hoe a housewife. There's housewives, then there's hoes. But then he also says, slut, I'm about... Slut, I'm about to nut. Now get up, go scrub the cat. Like he just scrub the cat. Just it's such That's a disrespectful so way to like talk to her like you know, she's an object. You know what's funny about all this stuff? And I don't know about all these people, but I know that like if you read about like Cube and Easy and Dre and women that actually worked with them, they'll be like, they didn't act that way. They yeah. didn't talk to me like that. Yeah. So you got you got to assume that. I don't know. The majority of them aren't actually doing that. So it's just a fucking funny thing that they're doing that they think is funny. And as a guy who made that goddamn Dracula thing. Oh, yeah. It's fucking funny. It's funny to talk about getting your dick sucked. <laughs> now, would I ever make a career out of it? No. <laughs> but to try it out every once in a while. There's a part coming up that I love very much. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, I may have missed it where he made a Sam Goody reference and it dates it so much. Oh, she's got STDs. <laughs> like a Sam Goody. Uh, but yeah, there's a part coming up here that I just like a lot. So I guess I just prematurely made you stop. And I apologize. Premature macmonutions. Motel holiday. Oh, it's this part right here. I said, what can I say? People need to stop fucking with OJ. That part is in my head all the time, man. <laughs> it's talking about OJ Simpson? Yeah. Oh, and this part too. I see my hoes in all kinds of clothes. Little I'm enjoy, I'd sure enjoy if you blew my balls right through my drawers. <laughs> it's funny. It gives me. So I, I kind of look at it as like war songs, where it's like it's they don't being mean. Silly. It's just having fun. It's just being funny. Now. Is the scope of what they're talking about very small? Yes. <laughs> I think that's why I appreciate the Eminem thing, because his scope is bigger. 
But to talk about the same subject and to be able to say so many things about it in different ways is kind of a talent. <laughs> and it's just, a, I just think it's super funny sometimes. Because, again, I think the delivery has a lot to do with it as well. Yep, absolutely. And just being kind of laid back and that... For some reason, when... Sound. And it's not for some reason. When rappers aren't displayed as characters... And they're saying this stuff, you take it more real. Like, this is their I, I life. I like this part, too. Yeah, I would agree. I like this lady when she talks in this. I love she has to get that in. but I've always thought that that part even though again not very respectful but I've always thought that part was really what? funny funny retort I would say that to anybody well, I'll fill your mouth up yeah you better fill my motherfucking drink up or you fill my drink up I'll fill your motherfucking mouth up <laughs> it's just it's silly but it's fun um the the part in that last song where he's like hotel motel and they do the whole holiday and, well they do the whole like uh if that bitch starts acting up, then we'll fuck her friends. It's, I think it's the perfect example of at certain times in history, songs for years have been talking about fucking and getting sucked. But at first, <laughs> they had to hide it. You know what I mean? So they had to say things like, get my love, yeah. sugars, get my love, kiss my love. But like, they were saying suck my uh, dick. Squeeze my lemon till the juice exactly. runs down my so leg. So then as generations go, it gets more like, wait a minute, we're kind of catching on. And then by this, it's straight up just like, so the example is perfect. The original one is, uh, if that girl starts acting up, well, then we'll take her friends. They met, we'll fuck her friends. Then we'll fuck and, her friends. And now they just get to say, well, then we'll fuck her friends. And then, I don't know, we're just throwing OJ. People need to stop <laughs> fucking with OJ. Too. I think it's so it's so interesting that like you could do this time span of like hidden, 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 hidden. Oh, we're just saying it now. We're just saying it. Now lick my ass and balls. Let's do this. Isn't there a line where someone says something about like getting their feet licked or something, or their toes uh, like, sucked or something? Like one riding the dick and the other one sucking my toes or something like that. Yeah, Patrice would talk about stuff like he liked like. Weird stuff like that too, and like Ugh. some some people just. I would feel so bad making anyone suck my it's toes. It's gross, <laughs> but it's super. It's like also like really intimate. If you're willing to do something that's kind of gross for Sounds someone, like you want your toes sucked. No, I don't want that. Sounds like you want them toes sucked. But I feel like opening up like weird, uh, like niche sexual fetishes that you have is making you more like closer and more intimate with people because you're opening up like. I don't know. It's it's freaky. It's weird to suck body parts that aren't sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. All I heard was, it, you got to have blackmail things on each other. <laughs> yes, blackmails. <laughs> Getting the toes sucked. And the dick sucked. And uh sounds like featuring Hitman, make... they need to act right. Act right. One word. Act I know. Right. It, it's spelled and sounds like... Like they make sheets of Acrite. Like you buy a four by eight sheet of Acrite, 
so you can make like some project. Like you can make a birdhouse. I gotta go to Home Depot and buy a four by eight sheet of Acrite. Yeah, we got a special deal on Acrite, bitch. <laughs> Come on down to Home Depot, motherfucker. We got a special deal on Acrite. Bitch. <laughs> The neighbors are like, I think they've been getting into hip-hop. <laughs> I've always wondered what they think. The humidity is affecting Jan's hair. I can see it from this angle. I wonder what people think because if you can you can look in the windows or look in the door and see that we're talking into microphones. Oh, yeah, you can peek right in. So I just, I wonder what like these people Like, if you go by the street, think. people can just drive down the street and look in here and mm-hmm. see you on that microphone. Yeah, so... It's, uh, I just wonder what they think. They're probably like, who listens to them? And then the neighbors hear us. Because they're all conservative yeah. around us. Oh, yeah. We stand out. I remember Helen <laughs> Helen was like, what do you guys do? I was like, we have a podcast. She was like, okay. It's like, it's like a show on the internet. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, just put up your Trump flag and shut up. <laughs> she even has like a Trump Halloween flag thing that's hanging. Like, it's the scariest decoration of all. The prospect that that asshole could be in charge again. My favorite is the big, huge flag that says Trump 2024. Miss me, Miss yet? me yet? As if he's gone anywhere this entire time. I wish you would go away. He has never stopped being in the news. Uh, I can't wait to vote for, vote for him from jail. <laughs> I really wish I'm going to go to jail so I can vote from jail while he's in jail, too. I really, as someone who has always voted Democratic, uh, and I could never vote Republican because my ideologies just don't line up, they've... Democrats really cannot rely on an 80-year-old man to 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 lead us for another four years. Like, well, they're going to. It's fucking insane. And Trump is 77. Like, everyone's too old. I don't really care about the age. It's like there's cognitive decline in both of the top people right now. True. True. Is it though? Like, is it cognitive decline, or are they just? Fucking up words. Uh, like, is their morals fucked up? Well, I know Trump's are, but like, Trump is also saying that World War II could be started soon. He is saying <laughs> that uh, he beat Obama in the last election. He is slipping no, too. No, he meant in an alley. He beat Obama in an alley. He is slipping too. Ever people, you reach a certain Man, age you where you're just not quick anymore. You like, can't catch a fella slipping. They're both slipping. I'm not even 38 yet, and I'm mentally slipping. Yeah, well, you got brain shit. I do. <laughs> okay, shit brain. <laughs> I have shit brain that needs to start acting right. Yeah, we need to order a four by eight sheet of Acrite. Even though it, my MRI was fine, I just have sinus problems. Oh, this shit's so I don't hilarious. Sleep. Take that dick off your shoulder and put it in your mouth. <laughs> Drink the evidence and hide the dick behind your head. The police is coming. It's cold ten. Put this dick behind your head. That definitely was Snoop. <laughs> Snoop. That's Snoop. Uh, and then bang bang. I. I'm annoyed by parts of this song. I don't like her fucking voice. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've never liked her and voice. And I don't like the... Burn, burn, burn. So I want to tell my story of what happened with this. There right. was some video that I saw because I was listening to this album and I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this thing that was put together by comedians and they were saying lines on stage that shooters said, like school shooters, 
before they shot up a place because people weren't okay. taking them seriously. People were just kind of like laughing and like, ha ha ha, not taking them seriously. And there were people who actually did it. Um, and it got my attention. So like, you know, I, I watched it and then backed out of the video and forgot I was listening to this song. So literally no it's they're saying stuff about school shootings and bang, bang, and then, bang, bang. yeah, I was just like, Oh no, like could this have been lined up any worse? <laughs> But yeah, this song is. Keep on pooping. This this is a, not an enjoyable song. This is a very skippable song for me. I never skipped it, but it it, just, skip it, it's the only one I was ever like. I'm annoyed by things in this. This uh, has Hitman and Nocturnal, which I I don't think Dre has rapped on a song in a while. He doesn't need to. He, he just lets the young fellows take over. That's what I think is interesting, he's though. Because he's got to do the message. As he's a producer, he does sometimes just produce on some of these songs, and I think that that's interesting. But also, I mean, I like Frank Zappa, and he didn't sing on every single song, even yep. though it was Frank Zappa. Yep. So it's just interesting to really, like, listen a little closer. Yeah. Did I say it already that I saw a video where Dre never even really wanted to do a solo album? Or like really rap on the song I don't and know if you did But I saw that too and, the, and he was like But the DOC Convinced him convinced Yeah him too. And I was Of course In my chair like Yes yes DOC Of course yes yes I Which I'm glad he did Because like I said I yeah. like Dre's voice I like his yeah. style uh, I like that there's this One section in here Where he mentions And the doc's in the back And he's like Yeah <laughs> you notice that? Uh, I, I, was he laughing earlier at one part? He might have been. He's in a section. Because I, I thought that there's like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. if you hear a graggly, I that's assume the doc. That doc. So I don't remember it in this song specifically, but I do remember hearing the DOC on this album. Right. I feel like a wall. Yeah. I feel like I've hit a wall with this album right now. Uh, I think that the album being as long as it is, there's definitely, for me, some stuff that could have been trimmed. Every skit, well, not every skit, because if they could have just put some of those things at the end of songs like they did, sometimes the songs just ended and then they yeah. put a little thing at the end, like yeah. put that dick behind your head. <laughs> dick behind your head. <laughs> They don't need pause for porno. No need for that. No, there are just multiple things that even if even if they're kind of funny, like the Eddie Griffin thing, I don't know if it's really necessary. It's not necessary, no. And yeah, this song is annoying. So this for me is also skippable. Uh, we're rolling into the message because we're almost done with this album. Oh, that's the wrong message. This Boo. features Rel. And Mary J. Blige. Broken glass. Everywhere. People pissing on the stage. You know to just don't care. Can't take the smell. Can't stand the noise. Got no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room. Rodents in the back. Junkies in the alley with a baseball bat. Crazy lady living in a bag. Eating out a garbage pail. Used to be a... Whoa. Whoa. Uh, so this song is about Dre's brother. Yes. But I know that it was ghostwritten by someone else. It says that it was written by 
Ryan Montgomery, also known professionally as Royce da 59. Uh, I guess he's also from Detroit, along with uh, Eminem. But it says that he served as a ghostwriter for Puff Daddy and Dr. Dre. I just think it's weird that, like, on the surface, it's like, oh, it's Dre's sentimental song about his brother. But, like, how much did he write lyrics-wise? I, I want to know. I want to give him credit. I want him to be in the room there and changing th- things. three but. people who technically wrote on this song. There's a woman and then Ryan Montgomery and Robert Hall Jr. My voice just did something weird, but Ryan well, Montgomery... That be, is that lyrics or music? Can we for the music, too? That's true. Ryan Montgomery did... I mean, it did say specifically that he was yeah, a knew, ghostwriter. I know that there was a lyric ghostwriter. At least one. But I think that someone else definitely... Maybe the woman wrote, like, the R&B parts. Uh, maybe. I like Mary J. Blige's voice. Never did anything for me. She is a woman. Yeah, but she doesn't have a high voice like the lady in the last song yeah, that we listened to. But I don't to. know if you've heard the previous 21 tracks. I really don't like women by this point. <laughs> I mean, they gotta act right. But what about this lady in this framed picture right here? All I think about that lady is that she needs a backing board to stop the degradation. That is already happening to this delicate, delicate piece of art. So to follow the theme of the album and the episode, Sam, if your penis was a hot dog, would you let Jen Terry eat it? No, no. (laughs) You wouldn't let Jen Terry give you old BJ? No, Jan Terry looks uh, in that picture, which I think this is not a good picture of Jan Terry. (laughs) <laughs> she looks like I disagree There aren't a lot of good pictures She looks like Like I can name two kids We went to school with uh, One is Drew D Okay And the other one is Tim Okay D And it looks like them morphed together as a woman <laughs> That's all I see Jan Terry in that picture looks like a construction worker That is putting on a wig and a fucking Dress. For some reason, Jan Terry's nose in that picture looks gigantic. Her skin and everything looks it's better bad. than it's looked in anything else I've ever seen her do. Better? The Skyrockets video? Yes. Yeah, but she looks like a real person there, like a rock and roller. <laughs> this is a. I've never seen a glamour shot that's looked good. You remember glamour shots that you get at the fucking mall? I'm a woman from born in 1985. Yes, I remember yeah. what fucking glamour shots are. None of them looked good. They never looked good. They were always like super gauzed out. You know what's funny super though? Super soft light. Uh, when I was a kid, I would see those and be like, man, it'd be so cool to dress up in different like things with different I, backgrounds and do that. I bet so. But then, of course, as I got older, I realized how absolutely awful that stuff was. Did you ever was. see my mom's? I think so. That hot fuck. Because it also it gave women like really like fuzzy looking uh, cheeks. N- like the skin would be really uh, like blurred out and yeah, soft like, looking. Like they put gauze on the fucking. <laughs> no, they camera. put. They would put Vaseline. Vaseline, yeah. Gauze. They wrap gauze. up a boo boo. I think there's a trick where you take, take like the film thin gauze. But then you would have like that mesh look, wouldn't you? No, I think it 
since it's so close, it like a cheese just, cloth? like fades out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I could be wrong. I know about the Vaseline trick. You didn't I know, know a few Vaseline tricks. Who are you, Dr. Dre? <laughs> uh, are you a real doctor? Dude? Fucking dumb. I mean, like, you know, can you prescribe some drugs for me? Man? I like Tommy Chong, on, but dude, this is I, so I, unnecessary. I'll, I'll, I'll unnecessary. I get with you, it's okay? a bad end to an album that's got some <laughs> fucking banging moments on it. There's so many albums that don't end well. Uh, that I would say I like, chronic. but they don't end well. That would have been good enough. They should have just had Tommy Chong at the end and go. You may not have chronic. known it was him, though. They wrote Thomas Chong. I like That's that it says true. Thomas Chong yes, on the track. Yes, he's professional. <laughs> well, we are finished listening to the album. We are at the part of... Well, Sam, you don't need a guitar for this. Uh, we're at the part of the podcast where we've got some things to go over, and I'd like to call them questions. Hey, 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 hey. I got some questions for you. Not tomorrow, but today. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I am tired, and it's time to get some answers, you whore. Biatch! So why did I choose this? I was excited when Sam chose The Chronic. Uh, like I said, yeah, bro. I knew this more. I was familiar with this first. So uh, to me, and I honestly, I like The Chronic, but I like this more. This is just more, it's more my time, I oh, guess. Yeah. Um, and it feels less street. It just feels like a bunch of guys being guys it's wanting a, to get their dick yeah. sucked oh, and yeah. just like talking shit and stuff. Um, what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? I'll, I thought you didn't seem happy. I thought you were just like, what are you doing stepping on my hip hop toes? And I, uh, so I didn't think that you were looking forward to this at all. I thought you were also just thinking what your judgment was going to be prior to actually listening to it. I thought you were just going to be like, this is a more modern sound than what I like it. And I'm probably not going to like it is what I thought. Sam, what was your judgment prior to actually listening to it. My judgment was, by the way, misinterpreted at the end of the last episode, and I'll explain that when something is revealed soon. Um, my judgment prior to listening to this was a little trepidation. Explain. Just the same the reason you said, like, you know, sometimes this rap helps me, the, the parliament and the funk actually helps me get into it. Is it going to be... Can I get into Can this? I get into Can I get into it? Am I going to be able to like look past the beats sound? As a guy who's never enjoyed like listening to beats, I don't. Like, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It gets annoying to me. So I was worried about that. I and, understand. Uh, that. But I was also. I wasn't like, oh fuck. It was just like. Did you feel I was stepping on your hip and hoppity toes? Nope. All right, so uh, <laughs> do you know we did stretch this out because I was just not feeling up to recording this. Um, we were recording this about uh, about two weeks we've had to uh, listen to this. <laughs> do you have any idea how many times you've listened to this album? I don't know, like 9, 10, 11. I can't remember. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's, it's been this, Black Flag, and... Uh, Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Well, recently Talking Heads. 
Side note, we got to see the Talking sense. Heads stop making sense in theater. By the time this episode comes out, it might not still be out because I don't know. But we, I saw randomly an ad that yeah. they put, they released a 4K version in theaters for a limited time of Stop Making Sense. Yeah. And I texted Sam while he was working and was <laughs> like, uh, I'm just waiting on you to give me the okay and I'm going to buy tickets for <laughs> yeah. this. I think my words were absolutely. No, it was like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like a slippery little snack. Oh, boy. Um, and it was amazing, except for the fucking punk-ass kids that were in the back talking nonstop and having their phones and taking flashlights on. And- they were awful, 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 awful. But it was fucking great. I feel bad for theaters because people don't want to go there. But the fact that these days, I feel like my experience is more likely to be stepped on by Almost someone being time. disrespectful than yep. not, that it makes it really hard to want to go to a theater. And it's hard because <clears throat> I'm... And I did do it this time because I know how I feel after I do it every time. I said shut up, but I don't know if I said it loud enough. Yeah, they didn't hear you. <laughs> I think if they heard you, they'd be like, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, it's $15 a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Normally, I do straight just go, shut the fuck up. Like, I just go straight. Pam will do that, too. No bullshit. I love it. I'm not even going to. But every time I do that, then my heart races for the yeah. next 20 fucking minutes. Yeah. And I can't even pay attention to what's going on. So, it's it's awful. It's stupid. Why would you spend all that money to go and talk and look at your phone? Get and, off your fucking phone. And mostly be disrespectful to the people who are there trying to Absolutely. enjoy what they spent a lot of money on when I think that we could have just watched that for free, uh, but it wouldn't have looked nearly as good. No, and in theater, and nice seats with a fucking Recliner sound system seats. going on. It was, it's such, it's, if you've never seen Stop Making Sense and you do enjoy the Talking Heads, it is so worth your time. Oh, absolutely. If you enjoy the Talking Heads, you've probably watched Stop Making Sense. The two kind of just go hand in hand. I have no idea how many times I listened to this album because for me, it was a lot. Like that over and over again? uh, Yeah. And I mean, a solid amount of times. I'd say probably like eight or nine times, but then just kind of going through and listening to my favorite songs and stuff and skipping through uh, tracks that I don't want to hear. I was skipping about the same amount of times. Like it was a lot. It was more than most albums get because it was, I want to do this because I know and remember that I love this album. Then I listened to it. Oh shit. I really fucking love this a lot. Like again, what I like I think is just tremendous. Uh-huh. So, uh, least favorite song. Let's turn that from tremendous to least favorite for me. I know what mine is. Um, <clears throat> do you need a minute? I know what mine is. Do you want to say it at the same time, or do you uh, want to guess? Think it's the same. Oh, I think yours is bang bang. Mine is bang bang. Can I tell you a guess of mine. Oh, go ahead, play it. That's all it deserves. Um, your least favorite is. Is it Murder, Inc.? No, 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 no. Well, then I don't know. It's the last song, The Message. It's the sentimental one. I don't like the beat. It doesn't interest me at all. 
The only saving grace f- for me is that I like Mary J. Blige. I Otherwise, I'm it's getting ready to be very disrespectful and say, and I don't give a fuck about Mary J. Blige. You don't have to, but <laughs> I, th- that's why I think it wasn't yeah. my least favorite. And I agree that Chick's voice is grating in the previous song. Yeah. So if I compare the two, I'm giving it to the grating lady. Most favorite okay, this one's the hard song. One. <laughs> I would agree that this one's hard because there are songs that are like huge. But then there are songs that just like hit me and make me want to dance. Um, this one's r- this one's almost impossible to answer. I don't know names of songs. <clears throat> can I can I say a lyric from the song that's my favorite? Sure, I'll see if I remember. Okay, hitting those corners, hitting those corners, and them low lows, girl. <laughs> you like still dre? Yeah, this song. Hitting them corners and them low lows, girl. This just hits hard. And it's a popular song, too. Mm-hmm. Which is not usually my MO. Usually I pick songs that are not the most popular, but. And written by Jay Z, which is still fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. and I. I like both verses. They, they're, they're written well. Snoop sounds great on this. That fucking. Sometimes giving him the chorus is great, and yeah. and he is a prime example of what I have said previously I, that I like when rappers sometimes sing because I think it just adds like a nice flavor to hear the different parts of their voices. Even someone like Lauren Hill, she has a beautiful singing voice and is a great rapper. So it's just nice to hear when people can do both. I think Snoop Dogg he has his own style, but he does both very well. He does both very well, and you know, there's like rappers that do sing their chorus, but it's always off key. And it's like, you're just like, eh, you're almost there, but it's a little Stoop Dog is always right on. Yeah, he is on. Like, He's good. Lolo's girl. Like, he knows where to go. And he knows how to animate his voice for the maximum. Oh, by the way, I tried the Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah, you did on the break. <laughs> I enjoyed the buttered toasted Pop-Tart. I enjoyed the non-buttered Toasted Pop-Tart. I also enjoy the non-toasted Pop-Tart all equally. Equally? Yeah. You didn't like one more than the other? Not really. They're all... I will... Okay, we'll give it to the toasted one. I don't know if... Toasted without butter? I don't think it matters. The butter didn't do it for me. The crispy edges is what gives it the win. That's the best... just like putting pizza rolls in the oven versus putting them yeah. in the microwave. Oh, Anyone well, who chooses a microwave when there's a an oven right there is crazy. That I disregard that That is disgusting. One. I have a true preference for the microwave pizza rolls over oven. I don't even know if I like oven pizza rolls. You've tried them, not that. Uh, yeah, I know. yeah, and you too said that you crisp. didn't like it as much. Yeah, I see. I like mine crunchy too. Oh, I don't, I like my corners crunchy. I want them soggy, just like my fruity pebbles. I want them like soggy in milk. I want my mouth to be torn up, and I want to remember. <laughs> I want to remember what I ate, <laughs> and I want to know that I fought for that deliciousness, <laughs> and I won. Did we do your favorite song yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, it's real. This is really hard for me because anything I say, choose the same one. There's something else that's gonna be hit the corners in them lolos, girl. With me, <laughs> I don't think that's it though. Out of the ones that I think that I love the most, I'll take a guess. You want me to take a guess? Sure. I think it's the one by Andy Dick. Oh, the dip your cock in vodka. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember um, that song? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, I think 
Looks like I just found a song to play us out of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Michelle. The Watcher? For me, honestly, I... Uh, and I might feel differently tomorrow, but for me, I think it's what's the difference? God damn it, I was gonna say that. It's a good one. I like the tuba. Boom, boom, boom. What's the difference between me and you? Me and you. I just enjoy it. Featuring Exhibit, featuring Eminem. So what's the difference between us? We can start with the penis. <laughs> or we can say. I just don't give a fuck and see who really means it. Or see who means it, whatever. Um, oh, we can scream him. Who gives a fuck and see who means it? I like you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a funny Eminem. Because he always sounds like he's on the verge of like a crying white boy who's like, you know, dog, here we go now. <laughs> I think that that's one thing that J-Rock can embody really well. Yeah. Yes. The guy who does you know J-Rock <laughs> from uh, oh, Trailer Park Boys <laughs> is phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, all right. So when did I start listening to this? You when it came see? out. I started listening to this in 1999 when this came out. Me um, too. I've been repping ever since. The, the CD that I have is the same CD that I bought in the... Uh, it's like worth money now. The year two, th- the year Look it up. It's worth like three thousand um, dollars. How did I that originally feel about it? I enjoyed it. Didn't care about the skits. Never cared about the skits. Yep. Um, but it, at least the Eddie Griffin ones. It's funny because he's a comedian. Yeah, but it didn't hit me as a kid. Like, how did I? As oh, far sure as me wouldn't. originally feeling about it, but some of the songs, I think the way that the album flows, how one song flows really well into the next, and I think the music it being interesting, it got me more interested in more songs than some hip hop albums would. There are a lot of hip hop albums that I own that I only. I mostly just listened to the hits, and I didn't really because it didn't really hit me. Like, I may have listened once, and I was just like, eh. But this one had more, a further reach. Um, so I did enjoy this. I would recommend this today. It's, uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it holds up, yeah. I, I would agree with you on that one. And um, Sam, would you ever listen to this album again? I have a feeling it will be listened to again in sections. Um, honestly, probably a bigger shot than the Chronic original, which I did not see coming. Do you think you like it more? I think. I mean, maybe respect the first one more, but you find this I one catchier? I think there's definitely a respect, bigger respect for the first one because I think it changes the game okay. completely. And I know this album changes Dre's life as well. But I think this one, I think the ones that are good are better than the ones on the chronic even though nothing but G thing is great i but. think you could make an ultimate compilation from those two albums and you could have like the chronic ultra the ultra chronic oh god it'd be the so super good. chronic just make a mix of it in fact that's what i'm going to do i'm going to no i'm not and it's just <laughs> it's just that tommy chong song like fucking 27 times how did you it's guess? not even a song um rate this 0 out of 10 oliver the hip hop hippity hopping cat hitting them corners in them tommy chongs uh. Hey man, are you a real doctor? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, let's see what uh, what what am I doing? Is this Oliver Rock and Roll Cat time? Yes, Oliver Hip Hop Cat. Yeah, he's hipping and hopping. Um, away from Wayne. I'm gonna give this a seven. 
That's pretty high. I think it is pretty high. I don't know what I gave the chronic. It's higher than I expected. Maybe even a seven. No, I'm going to give it. Maybe give it a like a seven point five or something. I'm I don't give remember. It a seven. If I gave the chronic seven point five, it's probably more respect on that one. And I might like more of the whole album. But like I said, there's tracks on here that just like. I was playing the album to hear tracks, like yeah. certain tracks. I listened to the chronic to do the podcast. I listened to this because I wanted to. I had already had my listens in two days in. There are a lot of earworms on this album. It, yes. There's certain albums, and I get obsessive about stuff where it's like, okay, now I only listen to this for the next week. And like I said, it's been like four albums just over and over and over again, and this has been one of them. I didn't have to listen to it fucking nine times. No, you didn't. And I did. And you gave it a seven, <laughs> so which I is... I think that shows. That's that's huge. I mean, that's much more than I expected. So I'm actually... I feel kind of good because I was not sure if you would not like it. Again, I didn't know if you would be turned off by the newer sounds or not. I thought I could have. I think that Dre's got such a good production sound because... <clears throat> and he has good taste. So he's choosing things that he yeah. knows sound good. And he grew up in a different era. His ear is still attuned to what a good, funky song is. We listened to Ludacris, uh, Hose and Different Area Codes. Yeah, Area Codes. And while I like the song, and I like Ludacris's flow and everything. And Nate Dogg is singing on that song. And Nate Dogg's singing. The production and the beat, I don't like as much as this. Yeah. I don't think it sounds as good. I don't like the just just like the vibe as much. I think while Dre is not using Parliament songs anymore, it's still got a fucking it just has funky a good vibe. soul to it. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. He's he's choosing things because he has good taste. I give this an eight. There you go. Uh, I would, eight dog. Eight dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, describe this album in one word. Can I describe it in one phrase? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, 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 smoke weed every day. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming before you asked if you could do the phrase. <laughs> I was just like, of course. Um, for me, I've said this word multiple times. Fun. This yeah. this is just, this is an energy so- uh, album for me. This is nostalgic. I think it's funny. I think they're good beats. I think it's just fun. It makes me feel good. Even though, it, if I listen to the words, it should make me feel really know, bad about like, myself. I, well, <laughs> I know I allude everything to death metal and what I listen to. I listen to horrific stuff. The things they're saying are horrible. Yeah. But it makes me feel good. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are finished with the album. We are finished with the questions. And before we get out of here, we have to do something that we always do. And that is uh, give you a little heads up of what's coming next. Oh, yeah. We're going to be having a guest uh, tomorrow, technically. Yes. Um, we had to get this recording in Friday night because Travis will be in town tomorrow. Travis Hopster. and Easy we- T himself. Easy tea. sleazy tea, oh, sleazy tea. Uh, <clears throat> again, we are we are going I said to see easy tea accidentally. We are going to see the darkness tomorrow. Yes, we're going to a concert tomorrow with Travis. We're going to go see the darkness, sing about love, and they're <laughs> doing the uh, Permission to Land album in its entirety, which we did on this podcast, and uh, I still listen to it. Um, and I it, 
<laughs> which means I still listen to <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I'm also trying to kind of prep for this. I'm glad you haven't played show. it around me because I want to. I want to know the songs. Be again. A, a little. I can't wait to be in the crowd stale. and go. Stuck in my butt. Stuck in my butt for eternity. <laughs> Um, but he is not bringing the darkness because, like Sam said, we've already done it. We will be listening to the Get Him to the Greek soundtrack. And uh, we appreciate you is guys. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the Get Him to the okay. Greek soundtrack. We appreciate everyone listening. I did not get this song ready. What's the band's name? Isn't there a band name for the Get Him to the Greek thing? Yes. It's called like Infant. Okay, yeah. Infant Sorrow. Infant Sorrow. Get Him to the Greek. That's what we're listening to. Never seen the movie, but I am. Nope, aware we're not going to watch it. And um, I'm going to give you a sneak peek. Fuck Russell Brand. <laughs> well, if you were like 16, he might try to. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, another sneak peek. <laughs> yes, uh, but we appreciate you. And we're going to play you out with some Dip Your Cock in Vodka by Andy Dick. <laughs> Look out, he'll grow up you. He'll lick the side of your face. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.